I've tried recording an intro to this podcast at least seven times. That's terrible. I mess up every time. So we're just going to do this. Welcome to the Jeremy Underwood Podcast. Glad you're here. Thank you for checking out uh, my podcast. If it's your first time, uh, appreciate you giving it a shot. Uh, If you're coming back, thanks again. Um, Appreciate you checking out a podcast that has been sporadic at best. Um, I'm looking forward to the new year, looking forward to trying to be uh, more consistent with this. Hopefully, uh, that will pay off. Hopefully, it's not just a New Year's resolution uh, that will burn out in probably another week or two, as most people's resolutions have probably already burnt out by now anyway, given that it's the 8th of January. But anywho, I appreciate you checking it out, and I look forward to sharing this episode with you. So we made it to the year 2020. It seems like any other year, nothing seems too crazy yet. Uh, But at the same time, every time I write 2020, it feels a little weird um, to think about. I saw a tweet the other day, and you probably saw it too, it's kind of gone viral, where someone said, we are as far away from 1990 as we are 2050. And whew, that kind of struck me a little bit. Uh, I was born in 89, so... Uh, I'll be 31 soon, but to think that 90 was 30 years ago, that's crazy. And to think that 2050 is only 30 years away, so just another lifetime for me, and uh, wow, we'll be at 2050. Um, I've asked some friends over the last couple of days as the new year started, uh, are, we where th- are we where they thought we would be? in the year 2020 most people's answers are kind of the same we don't have flying cars yet people are really bummed about not having flying cars um but some of the other stuff we have is is crazy um you know the technological advances we've made in my lifetime are astronomical the idea that i'm recording my voice on a laptop computer uh to share with the world is pretty crazy um, uh, so yeah, 2020 is among, you know, started and, uh, yeah, it's going, it's we're already eight days in and it feels like it's moving faster than other years. And, you know, we'll probably look up again and it'll be Christmas, uh, as it usually is. Chances are Walmart already has their Christmas stuff for this year out. Um, so if you're looking to get a head start. But yeah, anywho, it's it's 2020. I'm excited about the new year. I love New Year's. I love the just this time. This feels like it's a fresh start. Feels like you get a chance to do things you wanted to do. Um, I mean, truth being told, you can change your life anytime you want to. If you want to start a new habit, break an old habit, start a new hobby, anything like that, you can do it anytime you want. Uh, but I heard an author. John Acuff talking about just the idea sometimes there are natural starts. Monday's a great time to start something new. And the new year is a great time to start something new. It just we made it around the sun again. And uh oh no. Yeah. Yeah, we made it around the sun again. Sorry, getting my 
spinning of the Earth and orbit of the Sun mixed up. Anyhow, not editing that out. We're just straight recording this because I don't know how to edit podcasts right now. Anyhow, so excited for 2020. I've got some things I'm looking forward to. Uh, I I'm a planner. I like to plan out things. Um, plan out the year. I like to plan out trips, things I want to do. I also like to plan out movies I want to see. I have a spreadsheet of all the movies coming out this year, what weeks they come out, so I know what to look forward to and when to see. What are you planning on doing this year? Um, I thought it'd be cool. I'll talk about my try to put a top five together of things I'm looking forward to doing this year. Uh, the first thing I think I'm looking forward to doing, uh, I'm supposed to be running a rugged maniac race in April. Um, something I'm using to kind of, you know, be the motivation to get in shape or at least start building the habit of, of fitness into my life, uh, more than it already was something to help me stay consistent with it. And, uh, getting excited for that. Um, I've done a obstacle course race before, Half the fun is cleaning yourself off at the end. I did a warrior dash a couple years ago back in 2018. And honestly, it was just a crazy experience. Very cool to complete an obstacle course race. Something that physically was the toughest thing I've ever done. And at the end of it, you're just covered in mud. And half of the fun is just washing it all off. Um, so I'm doing a rugged maniac race this year and I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to another chance to get out, run around, get covered in mud. Uh, the next thing I'm looking forward to is, uh, I've had this podcast on my mind. I've had blogging on my mind, uh, finally clarified what I wanted from it. Uh, it was Anytime you want to do something in life, it's important to know why you want to do it. And it's easy to see famous podcasters and bloggers and all those things and think, oh, it'd be cool to be just like them and to have a popular podcast and all that. And and then you start doing it and you're like, man, am I just chasing this to be popular? Am I just chasing this for likes and things of that nature? Uh, And it's true. I mean, I wouldn't do this unless I thought somebody might like it. Um, but towards the end of the last year, I was able to clarify what I truly would really want from podcasting and blogging. And ultimately, that's just an outlet to share my thoughts and opinions. Uh, as the world needs that more and more for people to turn to the internet to share their opinions. Um, we'll get more into my thinking and thoughts and beliefs around that later. But ultimately, I decided I thought this could be a healthy outlet for, for me just to express some things. And so I'm looking forward in 2020 to get more into that and uh yeah uh the third thing i'm looking forward to is um, i think the travel bug may have finally bit me um, lord knows my generation loves to travel more than they love anything else uh, and they'd love to tell you about it um but there are finally some places that have been itching at me that i just decided i want to see them and so i think this summer i'm gonna take a trip or two um Right now, the things on my list are, I would love to go to Washington, D.C. and spend like a week there exploring, 
or I'm thinking of taking my own tour through the southeast and uh, just seeing all the stuff I've always wanted to see, which is probably going to be a handful of SEC college campuses uh, and some some historic southern cities. Fourth thing, what is the fourth thing I'm looking forward to doing? Should have thought this list out a little better. Those are my top three for sure. Um, fourth, I'm just looking forward to doing what I already enjoy. Um, I'm thankful to have hobbies that I like. I enjoy playing music. I have, you know, play the drums and I dabble in the guitar. I'm looking forward to getting better at those. Uh, I'm looking forward to going to concerts this year. I don't know who's playing where. I got my eye on a few shows. Um, thankful that, uh, you know, I'm healthy enough to experience all that stuff that I should get the opportunity to do those. Thankful that I'm going to get, you know, get the chance to go to the movies a lot. So I'm looking forward to doing all the normal stuff I already enjoy doing. And five, uh, I'm going to throw, I'm looking forward to the unknown. You know, I was saying earlier, I like to plan. I like to map out the things I like to do. Uh, truth of it is you can map out your life as, as much as you want, but there are going to be plenty of aspects of it that are unknown that you have no idea what to do and think about is what's going to happen. You know, I think about all the cool new people I may meet this year. Um, think about all the friends I may make. Think about all the new things I could do. And so the unknown is something that I'm excited for. So that's going to be my fifth thing. So I hope you have a lot to look forward to in 2020. I kind of approach life as, as long as we're breathing. You know, we've got an opportunity to make life better for ourselves, to do new things. And uh, if you're listening to this, then you got a fighting chance just like everybody else. And uh, I hope you're excited to see what could happen for you this year. So when I was thinking about getting back into podcasting, uh, you know, trying to be more consistent, trying to have some sort of aim with what I was doing. I didn't want to just do random podcast episodes all the time. I wanted them to kind of have a theme, and I want those to go hand-in-hand hand with the blog I'll, I'll be doing. Um, so as I was thinking about I was like, what should I talk about at the very beginning of uh, January, the very beginning of 2020? And the first thought is, you know, talk about New Year stuff, talk about how to start your year off right, talk about how to you know, make the most of your year. And I started thinking about, um, you know, what is the, where's the best place to start your new year? And, you know, I went to the cliche stuff, resolutions, new habits, new ways of thinking, all are good, nothing wrong with those. Uh, but I said, what is the absolute best place uh, to start? your new year off, and I think I settled, I don't think, I know I settled, on hope. The best place to start 2020 is hope. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So hope, how do you start your year off with hope? I know for a lot of people it can probably feel hopeless, you know. I love New Year, I love, you know, 
hey, you know, what we did last year, we're starting something new. For a lot of people, they're like, hey, listen, I didn't leave my problems in 2019. They just woke right up with me on New Year's Day. And uh, the truth is, you know, nothing has changed since last year. Uh, nothing special happens on New Year's. But, you know, it's important It's important to position yourself with hope. And, you know, I think that's probably the best place in the world to start uh, 2019, 2019, 2020. Uh, oh, good luck. Not right in 2019 for like the next three months. Um, but hope. So what is hope? How do we, how do you have hope? Do we have hope? Is there hope? And, you know, personally, I'm a, person has a lot of hope. Uh, like I was saying in the last segment, you know, if you're breathing, there's hope. If they're, if you're breathing, there's a chance to fight and chance to live. Um, but a lot of people don't have any hope. So I started, you know, thinking about what gives me hope, you know, where do I find hope and really wanted to dig down to the root of where my hope lies. And, so if you've listened to the podcast before, or if you knew, uh, I'm a Christian, I follow the Christian faith, which means I'm a follower of Jesus. And so if you ask me, where is your ultimate hope? Well, the simple question is Jesus. Ultimate hope was in, is in, you know, Jesus, the savior of the world. And a lot of people may be like, whoa, well, what does that even mean? How can you mean you have hope in, a, in Jesus? Um, sounds kind of cliche, I guess. Um, a lot of people probably, you know, can say a big statement like that, but won't dig into what it actually means. So uh, I hope to take a few moments and uh, dig into what that means for me and uh, maybe show you why or explain to you why might you want to have your hope in Jesus as well. Um, so to backtrack a little bit, uh, a question that was bothering me last year um, that I just didn't have a really good answer for was I started wondering if someone asked me, why should they be a Christian? Someone just off the street heard that I was a Christian and said, you know, hey, why should I believe what you believe and follow Jesus the way you follow Jesus? And, you know, honestly, I didn't have a great answer. Um, you know, faith is a pretty personal thing. It's not something I think you should push on people. Absolutely don't, you know, find people in the grocery store and tell them, hey, you need to follow Jesus. Um, that's just not something I would ever be comfortable with. And honestly, I don't think anyone would receive that well. Um, I mean, I hate when people are pushy with samples in grocery stores, let alone uh, their faith, which is a huge, big thing. And, and sometimes I think... Uh, as Christians, we try to make faith seem too simple and try to push it, uh, making it think it, you know, telling people, hey, you just got to choose Jesus and that's all you got to do. Um, when, you know, faith isn't that simple. So wrestling with this question of, of why I would tell someone they should be a Christian, I was coming up, not a lot of answers. I could tell people, you know, what I thought, what I believed, hey, you know, I think there are eternal uh, consequences to your faith choice and uh, life. But how do you explain that? Also, I don't take a traditional view that 
um, something like hell is necessarily real. Um, I don't believe that people go and burn up with the devil for eternity if they don't choose God. Um, but I do think there is an outcome to not choosing God in eternity. So I was like, okay, well, that's a reason. But at the end of the day, that's not compelling. And what I mean by not compelling is there's a joke uh, that a lot of Christians will make that some people will decide to be a Christian because they want fire insurance, that they want to simply uh, just know that they should be safe in the end. Um, but they're, they're not compelled to actually follow Jesus for any reason um, deeper than, you know, they want to save their own butts. And so if someone asks me why you should be a Christian, I mean, I guess I could give them that reason, but I don't think that's compelling. I don't think that's something that would um, make you believe. Um, for instance, I'll give you a little bit of my backstory. Um, my mom was never super into church, but we always would go, you know, every once in a while and she'd get spiritual for a few months and then it dissipate. And back when I was in about the fifth grade, uh, I don't know if it was anxiety or what, but I had this terrible fear of what would happen if, uh, the world ended and I wasn't a Christian, you know, when I go to hell, um, and being in the fifth grade, that's a pretty deep thought to think, or at least heavy for a fifth grader. It's heavy for an adult. Um, and so I had this thing where I would just be like, hey, I want Jesus, save your boy. Like, don't let anything happen. You know, I want to, whatever I got to do and say, uh, I want to be a Christian. And uh, obviously in the fifth grade, that's a, a weird place to make eternal decisions and life-altering decisions. And so, of course... Nothing stuck. Stuck. I never um, started going to church. I never read my Bible in the fifth grade or whatnot. And um, yeah, it really didn't make any difference. I was clearly only in it, only interested in uh, what it could save me from. So fast forward a year or so. It was the summer after sixth grade, and I uh, was in a weird, weird period. I don't. I was right around that age where you start to, you know, I was about 12. So where you start going from being a kid to a teenager, you start having some more mature thoughts. And I remember the end of sixth grade, I was just kind of down. And um, at that point, you know, for a sixth grader, things were going pretty well. I was doing really well in school and I had no issues at home, you know, not in trouble. I was just like, ah, oh, you know, it's, life's pretty easy. You know, it's not terribly hard to, you know, live a good life, I guess. And I just remember kind of being down about it. I was like, oh, this is everything there is. It's kind of lame. I mean, and I guess, you know, forward thinking, I was like, oh, you know, you do good in school. You get out, maybe you go to college, you do well there, you get a job and, you know, you work 40 hours, settle down, get married, have kids, and get ready to retire, and that's life. And I don't know if I thought about it that clearly, but it was definitely this feeling of, um, okay, well, that that's sad. That, there's not a lot of hope in that. It's kind of terrible. 
And I remember having that kind of hopeless feeling like, man, is this what life is about? And as I really let it sink in, I had this thought. I just, I don't know where it came from. I, I don't think I was looking for it necessarily, but I just thought about God. And I said, God, you know, the idea of God puts the world and the universe in place. And it makes sense, you know. There is um, a scripture. I surely cannot tell you exactly where it is. You have to trust me that it's in the Bible. Um, but it says basically that the idea of eternity, the hope to live forever, is in the human heart. And that we kind of naturally don't want to die. Don't want Don't want life to end. And so I think that's what I was thinking about as a 12-year-old. You know, thinking about playing your life out in front of you and then realizing you get to the end and what did you get? And I realized that God offered something different. I was like, well, God offers eternal life. God offers um, life that's different. I didn't think about it as deep as that when I was 12, but I said, God, if, if that's what you're about, I, I'm interested in that. And uh, if choosing Jesus is what... Um, uh, starts that process, then I'm in. And I had a, uh, a, you know, a lot of people would say a personal experience with choosing Jesus. And ever since then, I've been a Christian and I, I, I honestly felt real life change. Uh, it's hard to explain if you've never experienced it, but I guess the best way I would put it is a change in your inward demeanor. Uh, and honestly, I would say you feel more hopeful that this life isn't everything there is and that there is more um, in the future and there can be more now. And so that's what I want to hang on, hang on for a minute, is that the hope that's found in Jesus isn't just hope uh, that you get more life in the end. It's hope that the life you have now can be better, can have uh, purpose, can have um, deeper meaning and can have uh, or more richness. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it, but the idea of the Christian faith is uh, that God is working to redeem the whole world from a state of um, evil, you would say, that humanity has caused the world to you know plunge into a less than desirable state. And that God is actively working to redeem the world that we live in uh, to be like the world he created in the beginning. A world of peace and harmony and perfection. You know, a world where people uh, look out for each other, where we're not selfish, where we uh, take care of one another. And uh, where we, you know, treat others the way we would be would want to be treated. Um, that's the world God is hoping to build and is working currently to redeem and make happen. And there's hope in that. And so if someone asked me today in 2020, why should I be a Christian? I would say because hope, because Jesus is hope. He is the embodiment of hope. Um, I do plan to talk a lot of theology and things of that nature in future episodes, but the simple answer is, uh, when humanity 
was in a state of hopelessness, meaning we were not able to correct the mistakes we had made. We were not able to make the world good again. Uh, God, in his wisdom and his uh, mystery, sent Jesus to correct it, to make a path towards redemption. And for any person who doesn't want to stay in the world of evil, stay in a world of selfishness, and stay in a world where people only look out for themselves, there is a path to a better world. Ultimately, the better world is always going to be in relationship with God, and um, Jesus offers a path back to a relationship with God and a path back to a, a better world. So ultimately, hope. And I think if we start 2020 with hope, and the ultimate hope of Jesus, uh, it's hard not to build on that. It's hard not to build on the idea that the future can be better when you believe that God is redeeming the future as we speak. Um, that God is currently working to make the world better. And, you know, with everything going on in the world today, um, it is not a bad idea to have hope that the future can be better. And I think it can be. And so that's where I want to start 2020 is, hey, Jesus, my, my, you're the ultimate hope and you're my hope for the future. And, you know, that gives me hope in so many other areas of life. If, if ultimately the world's being made better and I'm invited to be in that world, how much better can my own life be? How much better can I be? And then, you know, we talk about the redemption of the world. Ultimately, it's the redemption of each of us individually. Um, to live in a world where people care about others, you know, we all have to individually start caring about other people. And so the redemption of the world is ultimately going to be redemption of me as well. And uh, that gives me hope. Because I fully believe if, if we live like Jesus, we will live lives of richness and live lives of, um, of, you know, hope. So yeah, that's where I'm starting 2020. I'm starting 2020, uh, with the hope of Jesus. And, uh, I invite you to, too. Um, if you're already a Christian, I've already decided that, um, that's what you want. I just encourage you to dig into it. Uh, you know, let that become the thing that is your center, uh, Jesus. And if you're not a Christian, it's not a hard thing to do. Uh, I became a Christian when I was 12. It wasn't uh, anything necessarily magical or anything crazy. It was just a simple admission. Um, you know, to invite Jesus into your life is a simple admission that you need him in your life, that he is the ultimate savior. He's the ultimate hope and that, um, you acknowledge that, um, he's the answer. And that's simple to do. You know, if you visited a church, they would tell you to pray. Um, if you talk to Christians, they would say, pray about it, say it, but you know, in your own way, uh, pray and prayer is simply talking to God and, uh, tell Jesus he's the answer that you won't 
uh, him to be the answer for you. And uh, I think that will start uh, your 2020 off in the best place possible. And uh, that's with ultimate hope. So here's to a tw- uh, great 2020 and to a more hopeful new year. Well, that wraps up today's episode. I appreciate you uh, hanging with me, checking it out. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you are more hopeful for a brighter 2020. Um, So yeah, thank you for checking me out. Thank you for checking the podcast out. I'm excited about uh, what this can become. I'm excited just ultimately to share some thoughts, opinions, ideas, experiences, and uh, see what happens. So here's to a, a hopeful 2020, and I will catch you guys in the next episode.